Line 5 carries oil and natural gas through the Straits of Mackinac. Michigan Democrats worry that the pipeline is dividing labor, environmental, and tribal groups. That's the challenge of being a Democrat. The tent is very large and you have a lot of folks with disparate interests. Plus, hear how environmental policies could impact the presidential race here in Michigan. That's coming up on Points North, a show from Interlochen Public Radio. I'm Dan Wanshura. All right, so in Michigan, Democrats can usually rely on at least three groups for support at the polls. Environmentalists, tribal groups, and labor unions. But there's one issue they don't all agree on, the future of the Line 5 oil pipeline. IPR's Max Johnston reports some Democrats worry about uniting those groups ahead of next week's primary. The Line 5 oil pipeline in the Straits of Mackinac is extremely divisive. Environmentalists and tribal nations say it's a huge threat to the Great Lakes and want it shut down. But labor unions say an agreement between the state and Enbridge Energy to put Line 5 in a tunnel would provide jobs and energy to the state. Brian Newland is the tribal chairman for the Bay Mills Indian community in the Upper Peninsula. He wants the pipeline shut down to protect the water of the Great Lakes, treaty fishing rights, and the tourism economy. Normally, Newland says, the tribes and labor agree on most things. But Line 5 is a sticking point. That's the challenge of being a Democrat. The tent is very large, and you have a lot of folks with disparate interests advocating to, to look out for us. Democratic presidential candidate Bernie Sanders wants Line 5 shut down, saying it could lead to an oil spill in the Great Lakes. Former candidates Elizabeth Warren, Pete Buttigieg, and Jay Inslee said the same thing. That's creating an awkward situation for Michigan's largest labor unions, like the Michigan Building and Construction Trades Council. They represent over 100,000 union members. Pat Devlin with the council says the plan to put Line 5 in a tunnel will bring jobs to Michigan. We always looked at the Democratic Party um, that supported good-paying middle-class jobs, and that's exactly a proposal that the Democrats seem to be against. Enbridge Energy, the company behind Line 5, says the tunnel project would invest $500 million into the state and that Michigan labor would build it. But a company spokesperson couldn't say how many jobs that would create. The Michigan Building and Construction Trades Council endorsed a lot of Democrats last election cycle, including Governor Gretchen Whitmer. Back when she was running, Whitmer campaigned on removing Line 5 from the Straits as soon as possible. She said the tunnel deal between the state and Enbridge was unconstitutional. Here's Whitmer in an interview with Detroit Public TV in 2018. Committing to keeping that line in the water for the next 7 to 10 years while a tunnel is being built is, is downright dangerous. A spokesperson for Whitmer says she still opposes that deal. The state Democratic Party is against Line 5. They passed a resolution in 2018 asking for its immediate shutdown and removal. But not everyone is on board. State Representative Brian Elder is from Bay City near Saginaw. He's one of few Democrats in office that says the pipeline should keep running. Elder says he's gotten flack from environmentalists for that stance, but he doesn't care. I was born and raised in the Democratic Party, and no one's going to tell me to adapt my position. It's my damn party. I'm not leaving. Elder admits Line 5 isn't an important issue for his constituents, so he's not likely to lose votes over it. That's not the case for Dan O'Neill. He's a Democrat trying to flip northern Michigan's 104th district on the coast of Grand Traverse Bay. He narrowly lost a race for that seat in 2018. 
O'Neill says his most important stance during his campaign was shutting down Line 5. I can tell you from knocking an awful lot of doors in this county that there was near universal agreement that the idea of having a 65-year-old oil pipeline running through our drinking water was a bad idea and we need to do something about it. O'Neill doesn't support the current proposal for the tunnel. He says it was rushed through a lame duck session of the legislature and Enbridge hasn't been transparent in the past. Several of the state's biggest labor unions, like the Building Trades and the AFL-CIO, haven't endorsed any Democratic presidential candidates yet. But Line 5 could swing the Michigan presidential primary. In a recent poll, the Michigan League of Conservation Voters found that likely primary voters will choose their candidate based on their stance on environmental issues like Line 5. 95% said a plan to protect their water from contamination is an important issue when they vote. 65% said it's essential. That ranked higher than things like universal health care and abortion access. Nick Dodge is with the league. He says Michigan's voters are sending a message to presidential candidates. If you're coming to Michigan, you need to talk about climate change, but you need to talk about it in the context of protecting our drinking water in our Great Lakes. Dodge says Senator Bernie Sanders could get more votes in the Michigan primary because he said he wants Line 5 shut down. The pipeline is still low on the list of issues for union voters, according to Pat Devlin from the Building Trades Council. He says Michigan labor groups will probably stay with Democrats for now because they agree on things like prevailing wage and right-to-work laws. But a national push for renewable energy and green infrastructure means more fossil fuel projects like Line 5 will inevitably come to a head. I mean, we've already seen an impact millions of man hours that will never be replaced by the renewable energy industry. You know, where else are we going to create these middle class jobs but uh, on these projects? Voters in Michigan head to the polls Tuesday, March 10th. For Points North, I'm Max Johnston. Now, Line 5 isn't the only environmental issue on the minds of Democrats. Presidential candidates have many proposals that will affect the state. IPR's Noel Riley caught up with Jonathan Osting of Bridge Magazine to hear about what else could impact Michigan voters. Thanks for joining me, Jonathan. Yeah, thanks for having me. You covered a story about how Democratic nominees are, quote, touting environmental plans, many of which would affect Michigan. What are those plans? And let's start with Joe Biden. Sure. So just broadly, all of the candidates are talking about some form of a new Green Deal, uh, j- uh, Green New Deal, sorry. Joe Biden's uh, version is a little bit less expensive than some of the other candidates, but it's still a $1.7 trillion program. Uh, he aims to boost clean energy spending over a decade, uh, fully eliminate all greenhouse gas emissions by 2050. Separately, he's also proposing new investments in clean drinking water systems, uh, and he wants to really target those towards lower-income communities that might be affected by water quality uh, because of the aging infrastructure in their cities. So he's promised to pay for both of those uh, initiatives by reversing tax cuts for corporations that you know cut under uh, Republican President Donald Trump, and he also wants to end subsidies for the fossil fuel uh, industry, which he said would help foot the bill for those initiatives. 
Okay, and what about Bernie Sanders with the Green New Deal? Yeah, well, like a lot of a lot of policies, Bernie probably has the most aggressive and most expensive plan for fighting climate change. His version of the Green New Deal would amount to about $16.3 trillion in new spending. He also wants to end all fossil fuel use by 2050, but he's also proposing a more aggressive goal of 100% renewable energy by 2030. So to go along with that, you know, he's proposing major government spending initiatives on research and development, on new energy technology to help, you know, states and the industry make that transition. He initially um, suggested that this plan would pay for itself over 15 years because of the jobs he thinks that would be created in new um, clean energy fields. But over the last two weeks, he's gotten more specific and released some specific tax plans that would likely be associated with a number of his programs. Okay, let's talk PFAS, chemicals used by industries worldwide for a variety of things. It's contaminated areas of northern Michigan, including Camp Grayling and a former Air Force base in Escota. What are the candidates saying about PFAS? Um, the candidates have actually spent a fair amount of time talking about PFAS this time around, uh, and that began before they started paying attention to Michigan's primary, really, because New Hampshire, where a lot of them were campaigning early on as an early primary state, also has some major PFAS problems they're dealing with. So Senator Sanders, again, uh, in, in Bernie Sanders, again, it was in New Hampshire that he really laid out an aggressive PFAS standard. And again, he, um, you know, is more aggressive than a lot of candidates when he talks about these things. So he really railed on PFAS manufacturers, accusing them of corporate greed. He promised to support state regulations. He wants federal standards. And he also, you know, makes the case, uh, like a lot of folks, that drinking water should be a human right and treated as such. Former Vice President Joe Biden hasn't said as much about PFAS, or at least hasn't put out a plan publicly that I know of. However, he did, uh, you know, his campaign did host a PFAS roundtable in New Hampshire with U.S. Senator Tom Carper, who's really been uh, leading some PFAS work uh, in the U.S. Senate. And that's the show this week. I'm Dan Wanshura. Max Johnston produced this episode with help from Noel Riley and Peter Payette. Catch Points North every Friday here on IPR at our website, pointsnorthradio.org, or wherever you get your podcasts.